In this episode of my podcast European Legends and Folklore, we are going to talk about giants and put them into a historical and cultural context. What's that about giants in our culture? Are they real? Throughout the world, across the continents, there are many stories about giants, from the Gilgamesh epos and the Bible to the giant tales from Scandinavia. Giants are a part of our culture. Where are the stories coming from? Is there any clue that there ever has been a race of giants? Sparsely people have dug up the human remains of big people. But were there giants? I mean giants as a race? There's not any clue that there ever has been a race of giants. But who knows? Maybe in the future when they find the remains of an entire basketball or volleyball team, we will have our race of giants. What are giants? Early in the 20th century in Tilburg was a man they called the Lange, the long one. Fortunately, I've spoken this man many times as a child because it was my own grandfather. He stood 6.3 feet tall and even for Dutch people in the roaring 20s this was very big. Even taller than my meager 6 foot 1. So, tall people speak to the imagination. Let's start with two imaginary stories. Let's start with the first story about giants. It's not a story about giants in uh, in big cities. It's about giants in the forest. In a forest in the Kempe, which is a big forest in Brabant, lived three giants for whom the people were very afraid. When the giants coughed, it looked like there was a thunderstorm. When they stood up, a storm arose. And if they walked, the earth shaked. To be honest, in their hearts, the giants were kind, but the people were afraid. So something needed to happen. There was an announcement about the reward for the man who could kill the giants, but he needed to deliver proof. Not many men wanted to do this job. Still, there was one armed man, armed with a sharp sword, went into the giant forest. He waited till the giants slept. He took his sword and cut the heads off of all three. As proof, he cut out the tongues and took them with him. After a while, a second man came. He also wanted the reward. He found the giants dead already. He cut off their heads, put them on a cart and told everybody that he was the only real giant slayer. But his fraud came out. Since then, there are no more giants in the camper. Let's look at the second story. Let's talk about the giant of Antwerpen. On an island in the River Schelde, close by the estuary, people of the old city of Tongeren, who built the castle 
of Tonger told this story. So it happened that thousand years before Christ, the giant Druon Antigone conquered the castle. This giant with his big fist and hard knuckles crushed the civilians. The ones he did not crush were scattered around the island. A horrible time for all seafaring people started. All who wanted to travel on the river had to pay taxes to the giant. And when the time went by, the giant demanded more and more tax. No, he was not pleased with one-tenth. No, he demanded half from all who passed, who went past his castle. And oh boy, if you did not comply or tried to sneak past the castle during the night without paying taxes, something bad would happen. When you were caught or did not want to pay, the giant would cut off your right hand. With one enormous slash, he chopped off the hand straight at the wrist and threw it into the river. Yeah, it was a terrible time for the seafaring people when the giant lived in the castle. But the violence would soon be ended. Salvus Brabo was the king of Tongre and related to Julius Caesar. In some stories, he was a soldier, a legionnaire from Julius Caesar. But in this story, he was the king of Tongre. On a certain day, Salvus went to see the giant and beat him up. He then cut off his right hand and threw it in the river. How the story continued, nobody knows. But the giant was punished for his evil deeds. Still, the name Antwerpen comes from Handwerpen, which means to throw a hand. Is this story true? No. Well, alas, probably not. The name Antwerpen comes from old Germanic language, Andaverpa, what something means as land created by the river, or recently researchers came about the Celtic origin of the city, where it was named Anduerpis, which would translate to those who live on both sides of the river. This specific story is the birth story of the city of Antwerp, which is the largest city in Brabant with over half a million inhabitants, currently lying in Belgium, close to the Dutch border. So, from giants in the stories, we move to actual giants in European culture. We do not know at what time and place it all started, but most evidence points towards Belgium. Let only in Flanders, there are 1700 giants, while the Netherlands has only 22 giants. In Spain, there are around 2000 giants and in France, 560, Italy has 60, Great Britain 40, Austria 20, Portugal 150, and Germany 1. Okay, that's a lot of giants. Why didn't I see them then? Do they walk the streets? Have they special houses? Where are those giants? I might have lost you with summoning all those giants, did I not? Giants are very big dolls, which are carried in processions through the streets of the city. Giants are seen as, in, as important citizens and are more or less ambassadors of the cities. Because the giants are members of the community, they are born and officially registered, including getting a birth certificate in City Hall. The average size of the giants is between 3 and 4 meters. The biggest giant of all is Jan Turpijn from Newport in Belgium. He stands 10 meters tall, that's 32.8 feet and weighs around 760 kilos. So, 
the giants are a major part of European culture. In 2009, there was a scientific congress held at the University of Tilburg about the giant culture. Dr. Henry von Ope said that the oldest giant was Argaion. He was carried around in Nijvel, that's in French-speaking Brabant, in the year 1367. So the origin, the origin, this origin of this giant is medieval. But the origin of the giants is probably biblically, where giants were used to tell biblical stories. One of the early giants was Christoffel in 1398 in Antwerp. So they used um, they used giants to portray biblical figures, to stand tall above the audience. And this was mostly done because people, most people, could not read or write. So they were able to tell the biblical stories with the giants. That's more or less what, what I found in uh, literature about this uh, giant culture and the history of the giants. So the origin is medieval. At least the dolls are medieval. Um, but it, it continues till today. There still are giants. During the 18th century, there was a lot of resistance against the giants. It even happened that giants were burned. So they, they, the giants started to disappear. And uh, it was until the reign of Napoleon Bonaparte uh, that the giant culture was resurrected. We don't know if Napoleon himself had something to do with it. Because I believe he was not uh, that tall, but maybe he liked giants because he was more or less huh, a dwarf himself. So that meant the resurrection of the giant culture. But is there a connection between the giant culture and giants from the stories? Or even a race of giants? Probably not. But it's still nice to think about a race of giants who once walked the earth. So it's not strange to have big people and um, it's not strange that when people see a very big guy or girl that they are called giants. And, and we've seen all kinds of, of, of uh, people in, in different sizes throughout history. So it's possible that very big guys uh, were called giants. Why not? But does it mean that there ever was a race of giants? No. So this giant culture in, in, uh, in Europe is very interesting. And these big dolls, these giant dolls, they travel around the world to, to all kinds of cultural festivals. And sometimes they have meetups with uh, hundreds of giants coming together. And um, it's still on my agenda one time when all this... COVID-19 um, is over that, that I want to visit such a giant festival. It looks very interesting to me. So uh, this is the end of, of this episode of my podcast. And in my next podcast, I'm going to speak about gnomes. Yeah, gnomes, you heard it very well. Gnomes in medieval culture. Did gnomes really exist? Wait till you hear my next podcast. Thank you for your attention. 
don't uh, forget to subscribe uh, also do visit my youtube channel just search in youtube for romadect and you will find it too thank you